Our uh, scriptures this morning are first one is from James 1, 2 to 6, and it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave on the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. And in Luke 17, 5-6, the disciples said to Jesus, Increase our faith. He said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. <clears throat> and in Matthew 9, 28 and 29, two blind men were begging Jesus to heal them, and he asked them, do you believe I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, will it be done to you? And their sight was restored. Now last week I mentioned that we have a great deal of trouble fully growing our faith in God. I think I even said as human beings, do we ever fully get that faith developed as God wants us to? It's a hard job. <clears throat> this week we're looking at how God not only tests our faith, but how he grows our faith. In Luke 17, 5, the apostle said, Lord, increase our faith. I would like to have a fuller faith. I bet a lot of you would like to have a fuller faith. We have faith, but we, we need to keep growing. And we want to please God. So how? How does he build our faith? Well, I have never seen a bottle of vitamins that said, vitamins that grow your faith. No, no, haven't. Is there some kind of therapy you can take to build your faith? Not really. Is there a seminar that will build your faith? Maybe, but probably not. <clears throat> So here's the secret. God builds our faith by testing it. Puts our faith to the test. It's like a muscle that when stretched and pulled, it develops. I hope my muscles are developing. I hurt like heck today, but I will be joyful because the message says, be joyful in everything. I was digging my garden yesterday. I wanted to make my flower bed wider. And so it was fairly long, and like an idiot, I dug, and 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 today, <clears throat> I got muscles I didn't know I had, <laughs> but I will be joyful. So you don't test your faith just by sitting on your blessed assurance in church. Uh-uh. Remember, when I read James, it said, the testing of your faith develops perseverance so that you may be mature and complete. <clears throat> the Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren 
tells us that life is a test and it is a temporary assignment and it is a trust. And these are the facts of life. Every moment of the day, your faith is being tested. It was tested all last week and it will be tested all next week. I am the bearer of wonderful news. Your faith will always be tested. Every day we have faith-building opportunities. Problem is, most of us don't even recognize them when they're there. We flunk the test because we're not, we're not realizing it's a test and that God is trying to help us grow. This morning I'm going to give you four ways that God tests and grows our faith so that you will be aware of them. We will all be aware of them. We will probably get tested on every one of them this week. And so the first way that God tests our faith is through difficulties. Difficulties. We all have them in our lives. We're all familiar with trials and problems and pressures and tough circumstances, all the stresses of life. 1 Peter 1, 6, 7, For a little while you have had to suffer great and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Sometimes God has a custom-made problem just for you just for you, to teach you faith and to test you. And it's because he loves you. He's not trying to hurt you or get even with you for anything. Jonah had a custom-made problem. It swallowed him and got his attention. Sometimes God creates problems that swallow us up. So we will turn our thoughts to him. Isaiah talks about the furnace of affliction. What is that? Well, it's when the heat is on and it's a real test. How do you do in that furnace? Do you feel heat? Do you feel the heat? Are you under pressure? Is it getting a little hot under the collar? The Bible often talks about the refiner's fire who heats up high that the gold and silver melt and all the impurities are burned away. And maybe that's what God does with us sometimes. So the first lesson is if I want to learn to live by faith, I must learn to rejoice continually. Remember what James says, consider it pure joy when you go through problems. He doesn't say be thankful for the problems. He doesn't say if you find you have cancer, he doesn't say you need to thank God for it. Of course not. He just says learn to rejoice in the situation if you're going to live by faith. Number two, God tests our faith through demands. Mm-hmm. He asks us to do things that seem impossible. In just the New Testament, we find 1,050 commands for us to obey. And if you're not sure about those, get into that New Testament and get reading. I challenge you to find 1,050 commands for you to obey. 
Some seem unreasonable, some inconvenient, some just impossible. So what do you do? You stop, think a minute, and remember they are there to test our faith. Then there are these commands. Don't worry about anything. Oh, okay, God. You struggle with that? We all worry. Every one of us worry now and then about things. Or do good to your enemies. Or forgive others. Or be thankful for everything, even the trials, even the problems, even the sicknesses. There are many people in the Bible who trusted God and did what he told them to do, even though it made no sense to them, even though it seemed impossible to them. Remember when God gave the Israelites manna and commanded them to just take enough for one day? Each day go out and just take enough for one day. He just wanted to see if they would obey. I mean, there's lots of reasons this command didn't make any sense. Why can't I gather enough for a week? Be so much easier, so much more convenient. I could get so much more done. Just let me go out and gather it for a week. It's not what God asked. What if I get sick tomorrow and I can't go out and get my manna? What if I fall and hit my head on a rock and a snake bites me? I need at least two days worth, God. The point was God wanted to see if they trusted him. And he wanted to grow their faith. Now, how would you feel to be Abraham? 75 years old, ready to hang it up, ready to retire. And God comes along and says, come on, you can't retire. I want you to go out and make a difference in the world. I want you to go somewhere you've never been. And you say, well, where am I going? God says, I'll tell you when you get there. What? (laughs) I, I can't go. I got my family. I got this, I got it. I, I got to know where I'm going. Wait a minute. If you would just tell me where I'm going, I'll check it on Google. I'll check it out. How will I get there, God? Well, God says, I'll show you. Well, wait. I need to get on MapQuest and get a point-by-point point, point directions. Then I'll follow you. Probably some of the things we would say today if God came and said, taking you on a journey, you don't know where you're going, just come. Yikes. But Abraham went. And faith is often a risk. And you can't understand it in advance. And God does this to test and grow our faith. So the lesson number two, it says, really our lesson number two says, when God tells you to do it in the Bible, then do it. If he whispers into your mind to do something and it's good, you know it's God, then do it. God tests our faith through difficulties 
and through demands. The third one is God tests our faith with dollars. Money. Yeah, that's money. Yep, I'm talking about money. Money is one of the greatest tests of faith in your life. God tests us when we get into debt, when we're going through problems, when we're asked to give. Luke 6, 11, Jesus says, if you are not trustworthy with handling worldly wealth or money, who will trust you with true riches? So Jesus is saying there's a direct relationship between how I handle my money and the spiritual depth of my life. So if you tithe 10% of your income when you need that money to pay the bills, do you do that anyway? Do you tithe anyway or do you go and pay your bills? I'm sure God wants us to pay our bills too. It's a test God gives us. It determines how much God will bless us. And every time you give to God, your faith grows. Every time you give, it breaks the grip of materialism in your lives. And we are living in a world full of materialism. Stuff matters more than God. Every time you give, you grow in love. You grow in hope. You grow in faith. You grow in maturity and it builds your life. In Malachi 3, God even challenges us. Listen to this. Test me. This is God talking. Test me. Bring all your ties to the church and test me in this. See if I will not provide for you. Throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing that you won't even be able to handle. Wow, what a promise from God. He's amazing. And then we look at the fourth test, the fourth test of faith. And God tests our faith through delays. Yeah. If every prayer were immediately answered, if your every need were automatically met, and if every problem was instantly solved, we wouldn't need faith, we wouldn't need God, and your faith would have to be, you know, it wouldn't have to be stretched. And you might think, oh, that'd be great. No, it wouldn't. No. It wouldn't. But it's not that way. We have to wait on things. And it's human nature to hate, to have to wait. Hmm. You drive up to a red light and there's a car in each lane ahead of you and you've got to get which one will I get behind first because I know which one's going to take off first because I want behind that one. Whew. We hate lines at the grocery store. Oh man, don't we hate lines at the grocery store. We hate long waits at the doctor's office. And you know what? God is stretching and growing our faith. Look at the Israelites on their journey to the promised land. Could have been there in two or three weeks, but it took 40 years. Why? Because God was more interested in 
growing their faith than getting them from point A to B. How about you? Ever been in a hurry to get somewhere, but God isn't? Happens all the time. He's more interested in growing your faith than anything else. So we start asking the when questions while we're waiting. When is my marriage going to get better? How long is it going to be till I get well? When am I going to find just the right job? And in these areas, God tests us and grows our faith. I was kind of like the Israelites in my life. God called me to ministry. He called me to ministry. He called me to ministry. He called me to ministry. Only I, he was the one waiting. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was listening, but... All the time he was waiting on me to get on the bandwagon, he was preparing me. I was taking social work courses. I was doing all kinds of things. I was nursing. I was doing this. I was doing that. But I didn't have time, God. I didn't have time to go into ministry. And then I was lost in Kitchener one day, and he brought me to the front door of Emmanuel Bible College. Finally woke me up. This is where he wants me. So I started. And you know, he had prepared me so much I had two years of credit, or one year of credit, one full year of credits when I went there. And so it only took me a couple of years part-time to get through there. And uh, I just tell you, follow God, listen to him, because he makes your life amazing once you start listening and once you start following so how is God making your faith fully full? Well, we have to learn to rejoice continually. Obey immediately when he asks. When he asks you to do something. Give generously and be patient. These are big, big orders from God. But it's how he wants us to live. And as Christians, we need to listen. And we need to follow. Let us pray. Father, by faith, we are going to begin rejoicing continually, no matter what happens, because we know you're in control. Father, we're going to try hard to obey immediately. When we see something in your word, hear it in church or on a tape, and you speak to our hearts, we're going to do it. We're, going to pro we're, we're not going to procrastinate. By faith, help us to act, Father. Father, by faith, help us to begin giving generously. And I realize that it all comes from you, God. And that promise you made us to bless us when we give is amazing. We're going to begin waiting patiently, Father. Help us to do that. When we don't know when the answer is going to come, and we don't know when the miracle is going to happen, and we don't know how you will work it all out, but by faith we know that we can trust you, and we thank you for that. Together, Father, we thank you for the word that builds our faith. 
We thank you, Jesus, for your unconditional love for us. Thank you that we do not have to earn your love. Just in faith, we can receive it. Lord, I pray that we would trust you to use these tests in our lives to make us more like you. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen.